to episode 34. Ed, you got your beer and your glasses? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Brent is present. I am. And we are awaiting Jim. So I guess while we're awaiting Jim like we usually do, I can give you the uh, short ver- version of who we are and everything. Um, Jim is a sheriff's deputy, came up with an idea, oh, what, 10 years ago, Brent? How long ago was it? Uh, at least 10 years ago now. 10 years ago. 15. To 91? To, yeah, 91. 20 yeah. years ago. To come oh, up with a book, because cops spend more time writing reports over crimes that could have been prevented than being able to be proactive. So Jim got an idea when we were both on Graveyard. Let's write a book about what we've seen, the mistakes that people make, and how people could avoid the same mistakes. So many uh, through a couple of years of Graveyard, working Graveyard, me and Jim wrote a book. Uh, cop talk brent came on board he helped us get it published and uh and out on the uh, bookstore shelves and ed came along in the last uh couple of years ed works well ed used to work at the department that i work at now i'm a city cop and ed retired out due to an injury and now he listens to elevator and now he listens to elevator music And, <laughs> and uh, but Ed, Ed joined the show. Uh, Brent came up with this idea for the show. We seem to have a pretty good response and uh, from people. And Ed joined in to give his perspective of uh, law enforcement. So that's that's pretty much it. And Jim's still not here, and we're still waiting for Jim, right? Oh yeah, apparently. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with him. You know. Anyhow, that was a Reader's just, Digest version of who we are, and uh, the book still start out with there. The news. The, the book is still on sales. Cop Talk. Go to our website. At, uh, Brent created this fabulous oh, website wow. with, um, oh, my God, you can get lost in there for hours with all the tips book stories and the archives and, and everything that's in there. So go to our website. What is that, Brent? Uh, coptalk.info. Right. You'll get lost in there with all the info, and it's a lot of fun. So I guess while we're waiting for Jim, we can get in the news. Oh, oh. No, Am I don't. supposed to don't no, just keep, just keep going. Don't pay any attention to the sparkly buttons. <laughs> we're, we're ignoring Jim. <laughs> no, I'm trying to call him, but it you says know. you're all calling me though. What? It says Ed, Jim, it, and Brent are calling you. No, it shouldn't. Say, don't don't pay attention to the technology. Right. Just read the news. Okay. Well, Brent was our technical man until that little glitch, and now he's fired. No, no, no. You see, the only Man glitch steals is you. lawnmower from Connecticut school. <laughs> this is uh, out of East Lyme, Connecticut. Authorities say a man who was drunk and looking for a place to sleep broke into a trailer behind a Connecticut high school and instead stole keys to a lawnmower and went for a joyride during which he mowed his parents' lawn. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. Police hey, in Mom, East Lyme say, yeah, you imagine a lawnmower at 2 in the morning. What the yeah. hell is that? Driving over the road. They say uh, 22... 22-year-old Nicholas Trumbly was caught on tape early Wednesday stealing the lawnmower from East Lyme High School. He told them he was looking for the keys to the school. When he found the keys to the lawnmower, he rode it three miles to his parents' house, mowed the lawn, and started to head back to the school, but abandoned the mower on the way. He was arrested for third-degree larceny and burglary. At least he was a nice guy and went and mowed his parents' lawn. Ohio DUI suspect keeps the cop waiting at the drive-thru. Police in Ohio say a woman insisted on picking up some fast food before she allowed an officer to charge her with drunk driving. Police in suburban North Royalton got a call about a car weaving and going off the road a little after 1 a.m. Uh, patrolman tracked the vehicle to the drive-thru of a Taco Bell, pulled up alongside. The police report says the driver had sunglasses on at 1 a.m. and her speech was slurred. That's hard to believe. She was ordered to get out of the line, but first she proceeded to the second window to grab her order. She was uh, Her blood alcohol level was at nearly twice the legal limit. I don't blame her. New Jersey town limits when roosters' hens can hook up. Th- this one is really weird. New Jersey town has adopted an ordinance that regulates... You ever been to New Jersey? When chickens and roosters can hook up in the backyard hen houses. I thought the whole place was Section 8, wasn't it? Roosters must show they're disease-free, and and they better not crow about their conquest. Can you imagine that? I mean, what do you do? Someone calls the police and says, hey, there's a rooster and a hen doing it, and it's not the right day for it. I mean, is that rape? 
No, I'd send my I'd send my new cop that's on the street. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a call about that? Okay, that's uh, mm. just a little bit uh, going too far. Where's that? Hopewell Township, New Jersey. Here's one. I bet a lot of people are going to hear this and go, man, why can't I have that kind of luck? Please say an elderly Pennsylvania couple was the unintended recipient of a very seedy delivery, a five-pound five brick of marijuana. Police in Upper Darby, just outside Philadelphia, say the couple paid little attention to the package when it was delivered last week, not recognizing the name. They left it on their porch, expecting it to be picked up. When nobody claimed the package... The couple opened it to find what police say was $10,000 in high-grade marijuana. Police Superintendent Michael Chitwood tells the Delaware County Daily Times the couple gave the package to police who determined the return address in Arizona. Oh, Arizona was what fake. A surprise. Yeah. Wow. You imagine that? I mean, if it went to somebody that smoked marijuana, they, they'd think they got a nice <clears throat> birthday gift. Ten grand worth missing, of high-grade marijuana. You missing your dope, Ed? Well, actually, you can take rides in Articats and uh, ATVs and find backpacks full of dope all over uh, certain parts of Arizona. Not oh, that yeah. you've done that from past experience, though, right? Well, uh, you, you first, just heard about it, Ed? You heard about it? Yeah. Exactly. I have exactly. this friend. <laughs> I have this you friend still, that went uh, and found some dope. You still selling used backpacks on eBay, Ed? Yeah, I have the ones I find out in the desert. They dump and yeah. discard. Yeah. Man dressed as a clown going to prison for blackmail. We've talked about clowns before. We have a couple on this show. Oh, this guy tried to extort money from relatives. Illegals. He helped them get into uh he helped them get here and then uh he tried to embezzle money out of them and he'd show up on on a kid's bike in a clown suit to embezzle the money. Oh, give me a break. All right. <laughs> he was a clown himself. Hey, here's an update on remember that uh story, the Ohio man that uh, was barking at the police dog and he got arrested? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he got arrested for teasing the police dog by barking at it. He is challenging, where does it say here? He's challenging the ruling because he says, while barking may not be seen as intelligent speech, but it's still speech which should be considered free speech. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. I'm glad that pollutes up our wonderful system. And this is why cops have job security. And crappy attitudes. Maybe he just didn't get the math. Police say a Connecticut man poured out about $200 worth of gasoline onto a city street and then went to scrap metal yards and tried to sell the empty container worth $60. <laughs> Did he not realize that gas is, uh, at least here in California, well over $4 a gallon? So he dumps out over $200 worth of gas and he just to sell the empty container. That's awesome that they charged him with dumping hazardous materials, too. Here's one, Ed. Have you gone to this website here? Uh, Arizona Sheriff seeks votes on mugshot of the day. Oh, I actually took a look at it. I, I voted for a couple of the mugshots. Did you? No, they're the ugly Arizona, mugs on there. The Arizona Sheriff, known for dressing inmates in pink underwear and feeding them green bologna, is inviting people. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe's, Joe, unfortunately, I think Joe's on his way out. Oh, It's too bad. Yeah. yeah, he's got a website. Maybe we can put it on our website. It's uh, www.mcso.org, and you can go vote for your uh, mugshot of the day. Well, they're, they're fighting the website because they say that there's a lot of homeless people and mentally uh, disturbed people on there, and you're, uh, I don't know, you're hurting their feelings or something. I don't know what oh, it's all about. God. Yeah, okay, whatever. Feelings. Wow, there are some ugly mugs on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and some of them do look a little bit, you know, retarded or how, what do they call nowadays? Uh, oh, God, Ed, thanks for the lawsuit there. Yeah. You, mentally, well, emotionally, emotionally challenged, challenged or vertically challenged or something. I don't know. But uh, you know, and, and they can be challenged because they've been smoking crank so long it's – fried all the brain cells but that's just the way it goes uh, now nowadays politically correct you can't use the r word what do you say <laughs> you say mentally challenged oh for crying out loud and kiss my Brody, here's here's something here this this is to remind people warrants never go away this guy settled finally settled a warrant issued for a traffic violation in massachusetts nearly four decades ago he uh he was 23 at the time and he's 60 now and he went to go do some paperwork found out he had a warrant for uh, 
Is it for some kind of a trap? <clears throat> he went to court and he got dismissed because they said uh, even the judge wasn't even born when he got that. So, fleeing suspect hitches getaway ride with a police chief. That's a good one. A no-luck suspect who had just taken a beating when he tried to steal a farmer's truck might have thought things were looking up early Wednesday morning when he finally caught a ride to get the heck away from the scene of a crime. He told the driver, you look familiar. And the driver said, I should look familiar. I'm the police chief. (laughs) So uh, he got arrested. Uh. A man behind the wheel of a stolen car plowed through crime scene tape near the Lloyd Center Mall in Portland, Oregon, where a 14-year-old was shot in the head. When officers found the driver, they said he had his pants unzipped and a pornographic magazine laying on the passenger seat. He was arrested for driving under the influence, reckless driving, public indecency, among other things. Yeah, like being an idiot. Salt Lake City, Utah. A wrong number dial landed one man in, man in jail for drug possession. The 30-year-old man was looking to purchase Oxycontin when he mistakenly called a police officer's cell phone. The officer made arrangements to meet the man. The man had a pound of marijuana scales and other paraphernalia with him when he was arrested. You know, with with the cell phones the way they are, everything and text messaging. I mean, it's easy to send somebody the wrong thing. I get them all the time. Oh, I like yeah. to reply to them. That's the best fun. <laughs> well, I, I, hey, I use Joe the verbal. Blah, blah, blah. Oh man, I great. use the verbal part of the uh, texting on my phone now because I'm so tired of typing this little thing. And I I sent some pretty ridiculous. I I was at the first sending pretty bad text messages because sometimes this thing hears one word and puts out another. You do and, need uh, yeah. to be kind of careful. That oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, sent, I sent a text message to my stepdaughter. It said something about, uh, are you horny? It, it had nothing to do with being horny. I'm like, what the hell is this thing saying? You know, it's like, are you going to be home there's later a, or something? It said, a... oh, are you horny? I'm like, what? And I, did, I didn't check it. I hit send, and then she sends me back a laugh out loud. And I'm like, what's so funny about that? And I'm going, oh, Christ. I sent it to my stepdaughter. <laughs> you know? there's, a, there's an entire website dedicated to uh, that type of stuff. It's funny. Well, yeah, yeah, it my phone's funny. got that, too. It's the auto dialer. And if you're not careful, it replaces words if you're not watching. And uh, huh. you could type something that you don't mean to type. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mine does the same thing. Any of these transcription services are hilarious to read. I use one all the time for my voicemail messages, and it, boy, it doesn't get them right at all. <laughs> I mean, I, not at all. I'm very careful now to check my messages before I hit the send button. Yeah, that's probably worth it. Hey, here's the last one. And this is something where uh, we were talking about Internet scams last time. The, every day there's new things coming out. And everybody knows the well-known... Uh, craigslist where you could i mean it's a great site i've sold a lot of stuff there i bought a lot of stuff there it's a great site but unfortunately the scammers and uh people pulling robberies and everything has found it too i i listed something for sale on craigslist and i got a reply back and it says my name is angel thomas ceo of craigslist we have recently partnered up with the apple company for a one-time from promotional event today we are giving away free apple macbooks to randomly selected individuals who have submitted an ad on craigslist you've been chosen as one of our latest winners for today we randomly select numbers to match up with ads on craigslist and your advertisement matched with our latest drawing we have now joined up with apple to market their hottest product yet the apple macbook once again we are running the promotion for one day only all you need to do is and in big blue letters click here to visit our site designed for this promotion, enter your email to get yours for free. Just ensure you enter the email so we may locate our records to ensure we have reserved one for you. That is it. Congratulations on winning a free Apple MacBook valued up to $11.99. In case you have any queries or worries, feel free to email me back. However, you should claim your free MacBook first to make sure one will be reserved for you before the deadline ends. We do understand you may not receive this email until after the deadline, but we suggest you check the website, enter your email anyway to see if we have yours on hold, which we often uh, times do because others haven't claimed theirs. Sincerely, Angel Thomas, CEO of Craigslist. So, yeah, who I mean, is not the CEO of Craigslist, by the oh, way. Oh, I know. But could you imagine how many people see this and go, oh, God, one day only, all i got to do is click here. You click there, and you've created all kinds of problems. Yeah, and you're officially an idiot. Yeah, and, the, and those are the type of things that we covered in our last show. The scams that are out there, 
every day there's something new, and a lot of people could fall for this, uh, saying, wow, I could win a free MacBook. That's Greed makes people victims, and this is another one of those uh, emails. Hey, has Jim joined us yet? No, he's having some kind of computer problem. Oh, God. It's when you download porn all day long. <laughs> <sighs> Why sorry. don't you talk with Ed, and I'll try calling him real quick, see if uh, what the issue is. In fact, I'll... I'll see if I can get them uh, where everybody could hear. Why don't you just talk with Ed about the first question on here about this ask a cop thing? Here, let's let's talk to Jim. <laughs> you better tell him not to swear. Yeah, let's talk to Jim. <laughs> hey, don't swear because you're on the air. I know, dude. I can hear you guys fine. Tell him to plug his microphone in again and try again. Oh, you could hear that. He could hear you. Yeah, I know. Unplug his mic and plug it back in. I'm sure all he the could, listeners want to hear he this. He could hear us, but we can't hear him. Yeah, I, I I know that. Hey, hey Jim. God. Brent says to unplug the mic, spin in a circle four times with your eyes closed, and then oh look back God. in and try it. Cut out this whole part of the show. Turn, I apologize to all of our listeners we had. T turn off all your porn sites. This is where he answers. They are off. <laughs> Poor guy. He's always getting beat up with porn. Yeah, well, you know, truth hurts, brother. Oh, he's single anyway. All right. Well, he could hear us. Good sign. Well, that's great. I mean, that really makes him part of the show. So, <laughs> I mean, seriously, unplug your microphone, plug it back in, restart your computer. Yeah, there you go, Jim. You could hear us. Either that or when you listen, to, if you hear something you want to comment on, call Brent on the phone, tell him your comment, oh, and we'll repeat it on the air. seriously need to know. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. All right, so anywhere, where where were we? Uh, doing the uh, notes. First question. Yeah. Oh, God. From Matt. Sh notes. We got to look. Yeah, just read notes. it. Ed, okay. just read it. I'm going to call Jim. I listen to your show regularly and really enjoy the wealth of knowledge that your team offers. Keep up the good work. I've worked my way through almost all of your episodes and haven't heard this question come up yet. For each of you, what was your most and least favorite things about being a law enforcement officer? Also, I know you guys are exposed to a wide variety of threats as LEOs. What are some of the things you guys do to stay sharp on the job? Do you have mental, physical, daily routines, or weekly ones? How do you guys stay uh, up on case law, uh, which could affect how you perform your duties? Do your departments offer opportunities or continuation Continuing education, or is it something that you pursue on your own? That's an excellent question. That is an excellent question. Well, here I'll start off with how I how I used to do it, um, since uh, I've been out of it for so long. As far as the uh, case uh, updates go, I used to subscribe to Mark. What was the name of that thing in California where you could have uh, monthly updates? They send you all the case law from Sacramento. You remember what that was called? I used to have it in briefing all the time. Um, legal update. Legal updates. I used to have those mailed to my uh, house. Uh, I think it was monthly or quarterly, and you'd have to go in your book and update all your legal updates from all the current case law. And, of course, I was lucky enough the sergeant would pick me to read all that stuff to everybody else on the squad so we'd all know the latest and greatest uh, case laws. That's one way of doing it. Now they probably have it, obviously, on computer. But back in the day, they'd send you big chunks of paper that were uh, – it was, a, it was a, almost a whole day uh, debacle trying to update your books and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, online there's um, Post. I subscribe to Post, which is Police Officer Standards and Training, and they send out a lot of updates all the time on case law and, and different uh, important topics. And, you know, it's right there in the email. You open it up, you can go to their website, and you could stay updated with a lot of that stuff. Plus, my department, um, they send us to trainings, um, for case law, usually every year, early in the new year, they send us for all the updates for that year. Um, a lot of the stuff you just read online, you, you know, you, you get it in briefing. Um, so there's quite a few things to to keep you updated. Um, as for one of the other questions, the favorite things and least favorite things about being a law enforcement officer, um, like Jim had mentioned in other shows, there's, there's nothing more rewarding than taking – a uh, bad guy off the street, some guy that's victimizing other people, 
stealing their property, hurting them, whatever. I mean, when you have a really a true victim and you got a suspect, um, nothing beats the feeling of putting this guy in handcuffs and taking him to jail because you know he's been victimizing people and now you got him off the street. And it's really, really rewarding when you could tell the victim that you arrested him or you got test, the, test. Uh, Oh, wow, there he is. Or that well, you got the... <laughs> welcome back there, buddy. <laughs> Tell you crashed from a space orbiter or something. I know, God. Man, that was test, scary. Test, test. Jeez. Now I gotta go urinate. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that's on the show. All right, well, uh, finishing the question, just, just being able to help a victim and, and the victim... Uh, being able to tell the victim you either got their property back, you put the bad guy in jail, just just really helping people and, uh, you know, a, a really good case that you work come to a, a good ending. I almost said happy ending, but that would get Jim all excited there. Um, it's doing right now. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of the I know there's a lot of bad things. Like when I first started, some of the worst things about being a cop is, hey, you don't have nights off. You don't have holidays. You don't have weekends off. I mean. For the first few years, you might as well forget any kind of holiday off unless it happens to fall on your scheduled uh, day off. But then usually then the veteran guys are taking it off and you're getting called in to work their shift. So in the very beginning, it was fun. It was exciting. But you don't have much of a life because um, you're stuck on graveyard and working holidays. The other least favorite things that I found was um, crimes involving kids like some i had a case with uh the sids it was a shaken baby syndrome and the guy killed the baby and i was the lead investigator on that and those are really rough when you have kids that are victims um it's it's That's pretty not bad SIDS, dude. sids is sudden infant death right. where they suffocate from laying face down well i've had several different cases but yeah that anything involving kids is uh is pretty bad so one with swimming kids, drownings. One with a shaken baby um, syndrome. That one there was a quite a case, and the guy ended up getting, uh, I think it was twenty five to life on that one, that on my broke, case. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. Well, put him away for a while. He's probably wearing makeup in jail right now with a dress. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> jail has its, uh, they had their way of payback in there. Well, how about you, Ed? What was your favorite? Unlike, favorite unlike Bin Laden. <clears throat> yeah. When I first we're started, gonna off, my, go, my we're going to try to go the whole show without mentioning that. Oh, sorry, I came in late. Yeah. Anyway, Tip. my most favorite part about uh, starting off in my first few years was uh, we didn't keep statistics, but we kept uh, performance reviews and trying to get the most arrest on the crew. But uh, the downside of that was you had to transport your arrestee to jail and it would take you off the street for several hours and everybody would be mad at you because they had to take paper out of your beat. So other than that, it was yeah, a great, that brings it was a back career. a memory, Ed. When, when oh, I was don't start up with that $28. When before. I was a beat partner with you, you'd go out and you'd arrest a $50 jaywalking ticket warrant just so you <laughs> for two hours and I had to take the paper in your beat. Yeah, yeah but I, I had the best stats in the crew, though. Oh, my God. I had the They're most stats. That's it. Well, no, no, you're right. The performance evaluations. Performance goal. At the time, they were stats. They, well, just they were. Renamed. They were. Inside briefing, they were stats to the public. It was performance reviews. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of yeah. fun. And and along the lines of being a. Um, yeah, for arrests and tickets, Ed's uh, stats were high. For report ta uh, report taking, they were like zero because he kissed them all off on other people. <laughs> Sir, you're under arrest for fishing without a license. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you. By the way, could I have your poll? <laughs> no, that, that was like a felony for Ed if he can get somebody for that. I mean, what was the jaywalking? Did, dog walking. Was it dog without a leash or something that you did? Dog without a license. No, that was the guy who got cited for a dog license. It was a $28 warrant. I hooked him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm now pretty sure I took that guy uh, into intake. Yeah, yeah. I had to call I had to call warrants and ask him to do a hand check to find that one. The guy's but, next to a murderer in jail. What are you in for? I was walking my dog without a license. <laughs> yeah, that guy wasn't a huge jerk, was he? Because I'm pretty sure I've, I've met that guy. <laughs> and then the, the real rewarding parts of the job is, like Mark said, we uh, getting like homicide suspects in custody or real good felony capers where you get somebody in custody that uh, has no business being on the streets. It was uh, We've had a few celebrations on uh, good capers like that. Yeah, Ed and me have uh, gotten medals for putting murderers in uh in jail, and one of them was a uh, double shooting where a retired cop got shot. 
and I found the guys, and Ed helped me arrest him. And the the other one was um was a homicide suspect. Ed spotted the car. It was it five minutes left on our shift? And Ed goes, "There's the car. Let's go." Well, that was that. We were rookies then. If it was like in our tenth year, we just said, "I ah, forget it. Let's go back to briefing. We'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> we'll look for it tomorrow." And all the old timers were inside the inside the locker room with their pants down on the ground, going, "Oh damn, these rookies! Here they go." <laughs> they had to throw their clothes on and race out of the back lot to come cover us. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, we did. It is rewarding. That was four of those guys in custody in a couple of months. Well, if Jim's still with us, Jim, what's your favorite and least favorite things about being a law enforcement? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> no, you guys. You guys were talking about uh, when you first started out in the first few years, and for those people maybe thinking about going to a sheriff's office, my first three years were spent uh, in the jail, and sometimes that's a deciding factor on whether someone wants to test for an SO or for a police department because they don't want to do the jail time. But I can honestly say that that first three years, uh, although it sucks having a cater to them as far as you know, handing out aspirin and Tylenol and, and bars of soap, no pun intended, um, I bet you know, you. You, you learn about tattoos, you learn their street names, you learn how they operate, you hear them bragging about what they did and how they got away. And, and I mean, you literally learn everything about the people that you're going to be dealing with out on the street. And that is such a valuable education that you just don't get. I mean, for all the people that Mark and Ed know on the street, it took a long time to build up that rapport or that knowledge from working cases on them. Whereas, you know, you're working 40 hours a week in the jail uh, dealing with all these people on a on a module or on a cell block, then, I, I mean, you, you just uh, you get valuable information. So if that's kind of a something you're thinking about, whether you're looking at going to a sheriff's office or, or a PD, it's not always a, a negative thing. Well, that and also all the, uh, all the perps who were in the jail I worked in, none of them were ever guilty. The officer just arrested them for no apparent reason. Totally. Exactly. I know. And they all, they all found God. <laughs> I know. They were all in church every Wednesday night. I had to walk them over to church and to watch them hand, hand dope back and forth and bring them back to the housing unit. And that, was, <laughs> that was so much fun. Back, uh, back to Matt's stuff. question. He had a lot of questions in his question, but one other thing in there he asked was, uh, what do you guys do to stay sharp on the job? Do you have mental, physical, daily routines? There's really not so much as a daily routine i mean some people may go to the gym every day and work out or do certain things but when you're out on patrol the most important thing is to have a backup plan if you know if you're going to pull over a car you know there's a certain routine that we use calling the plate you know before you hit the lights so you're not in the middle of a you know contacting the driver when they tell you it's stolen or something but um have a backup plan and tell yourself okay if i hit the lights if this guy pulls over here, what am I going to do? If the guy takes off, what am I going to do? And you just you try to look ahead of what you're going to do. You know, contact if you if you're on the way to a robbery, you're telling yourself what side of the building am I going to you know am I going to pull up on? Where am I going to send cover? And so you're always trying to think ahead, and that's something you do every day. Don't we call that training? Pretty much. Like use your beat partners, go do this kind of stuff, run through that. Kind of, I mean, I guess that's. I mean, I don't know how many people actually do that in the real world or have time. I know we do that during our training. for Right, but know, this is something, a physical yeah. daily routine. And part of that physical daily routine, I mean, one thing is, you know, keeping fit or whatever. But the daily best. routine is thinking ahead. Every call you go to, you got to think ahead and say, what am I going to do if this happens? You know, what if the guy bails out as soon as I get there? And that should be part of a daily routine is is thinking ahead of all your calls. You know, it's funny, when I first worked patrol, guys would load their front seat with a with a patrol bag and with those seat hangers that held your clipboard and your light and and uh, your computer and, I mean, everything. And uh, basically, there was no room on that front seat. And then a training video came out where a uh, car pulled alongside uh, a police car to ambush the officer. And uh, he went to dive across the seat, you know, to get down low, and, and there was no room. And shortly after that video came out for training, Everyone had their uh, their gear bags were in their trunk. That front seat was kept clear, and it just really made you think. You know, you've got to think of the unexpected. You know, the routine stuff is is stuff that uh, you know you can do with your eyes closed. But it's that unexpected moment that you don't count on that you have to be prepared for. It will happen. It does all the time too. Yep. Well, we thank Matt for that question, and if he wants to send uh, his address in, you could send him a free book. 
one last thing on his uh, on his question there, on the as, uh, the mental aspect. If you're having uh, relationship difficulties at home, I found myself in uh, in my early career there having uh, difficulties. I think Mark remembers a lot of that. You can easily get sidetracked on the job and lose your concentration on what you're doing. When you get in that patrol car, be thinking about what you're doing there on the job. Don't you got to leave everything else behind. You can't be worried about none of that other stuff going on at home. Cut it. It always thought of sex, and it really created problems on patrol. I could imagine, especially since he arrested a bunch of guys. It's a good thing but he didn't anyway, have a smartphone you, at the you, time. He'd be watching porn as he's driving the calls. I'm glad he's not at the jail with Jim handing out soap. And quite often you'll find yourself as as a young cop uh, getting divorces and all that kind of stuff. you got to stay sharp on the job no matter what. You can't be worried about what she's doing or what's going on behind the scenes at home or whatever because that will get you killed too. It's as easy as anything else. Or your partner. Exactly, and that—that that, I don't know how you feel about living with that the rest of your life because you were lallygagging your mind somewhere else, twenty miles away from the job, and your your buddy gets killed. You know. No, I read the uh, show notes. That was a killer question. That guy—he uh, yeah. deserves a couple free books or something for that. That was—that was a good question. I'll take him out of your guys' pay. Yeah, what pay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. put the pipe down. No, yeah, exactly. So, are we good with that question? We can move on into the thirteen things a burglar won't tell you. Yeah, I think we covered most of that, and we could uh, go on to the next. Because I've been doing, I've been doing some looking at the site. This this article is getting hit like nonstop. So we should at least take a few minutes to talk about it. It's awesome and it's true. So let's just start going through them. And Jim, you can start. I don't have them in front of me, Brent, but go ahead. Oh, burn. Okay, Mark. Number one, of course I look familiar. <laughs> I was here just last week cleaning your carpets, painting your shutters, or delivering your new refrigerator. And it's true. Think of everybody you have at your house. You know, I, uh, the vacuum cleaner guys that come by and say, hey, we're... You know, we're, we're doing free carpet cleaning just to show you how good this is. Or your magazine people that are trying to sell. I mean, a lot of these people are shipped in from out of state. And I don't know what kind of background checks, if any, they do on a lot of these people. I mean, there's some reputable companies out there, but a lot of people are going house to house. They could be parolees. I mean, you let them in your house, and they see everything in your house. They see the layout. They see where the doors are. They, you know... They're not looking to see if your carpet's any cleaning. They're looking to see what kind of stuff you got around, uh, if it's going to be worth coming back. Maybe when you're not looking, they could unlatch a window and uh, come back later. You know, they see your teenage daughter walking around. I mean, there are reputable companies, but, man, you you let strangers in the house um, make sure you know who they are, the reputable company. You know, if it's a delivery man, make sure you get his full name. I mean, it's, it's really dangerous letting... Um, strangers in your house, they can come back and bite you. And it's everybody. It's pool people. It's newspaper deliveries. It's uh, it's carpet cleaning. It's it's construction. I've had so many calls with these uh, the tree guys. You know the uh, the uh, Polynesian tree guys that go around with the big swords. You know, cut hacking your palm trees. There's just you know you've got a responsibility to if you're going to use the service of a company. And like Mark said, there's a lot of reputable ones out there. But call the Better Business Bureau, or if you can't get an answer there, call the local PD and talk to the uh, the crime prevention officer and just say, hey, have there been any problems with my neighborhood with uh, so-and-so carpet cleaning business, or do you have any information on them that I need to be aware of? You know, just you can go take online, care of your own business. Better Business Bureau, you can go online and type in the name of the company or their phone number, just by the phone number, and they'll tell you if there's complaints. But where we get a lot of problems with this is the ones, people looking for a bargain, they go on the Internet, they look, you know, the help wanted ads on Craigslist or other places, and they hire a unlicensed contractor to save a little bit of money and, you know, just not worth it. Ed, why don't you take number two? Number two. Well, number two. What's number two? Okay. Oh, hey, God. thanks for letting me use your bathroom when I was working in your yard last week. While I was in there, I unlatched the back window to make my return a little easier. Was he doing number one or number two? Probably number it's one. Just, it's just in case he needs to use the bathroom again. Yeah, so he probably went through your medicine cabinet, see what kind of pills you take and all that stuff, too. But, oh, and by the way, stole all your information and all your prescription numbers off of it. Right, right, right. So that's uh, And is currently getting them refilled at Long's Drugs or wherever. Right. 
<clears throat> you know, somebody has to use your bathroom. Um, Tell them they can use the yard. Yeah, yeah. Go behind the tree. <laughs> I won't call the police. Yep. But, uh, oh, by the no, way, you're on private property. Just tell them yeah, what Mark tells them. The guy's doing the gotta pee shuffle at his front door, grabbing his crotch, and Mark says, sorry, it's out of service. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a bathroom. Yeah, what? Not all houses have those. Thank There's you, an outhouse about three blocks away. I saw it. Construction yard. There's yeah, a border going they, down there. Just like in number one, they, they could unlatch the window, and you won't even notice it. And they could come back and sneak in in the middle of the night. Yeah, but a lot of times you don't even need to unlatch a window because people leave them open uh, all night long anyway. Yeah. Yep, including front doors. We had a terrible, uh, I've never forgotten it, and I wrote about it in the book, but we had a uh, <clears throat> a home invasion of a uh, single mom with her young daughter sleeping next door, and this guy waited out front for three or four hours based on the uh, 32 cigarette butts that were uh, uh, outside the window where the car had previously been parked. And uh, when all the lights went off, he waited a little bit, went down the side of the house that didn't have motion lights, didn't have a dog, didn't have any security. And he put one of those white resin lawn chairs uh, right up to the bathroom window, which was open like a foot and a half, two foot. And he went right through the bathroom window and uh, into the lady's room and uh, tied her up, gagged her, and he proceeded to rape her for about three hours. And then he just calmly left right out the front door. And, you know, a few simple precautions, motion lights, having a dog at home, uh, anything, an alarm system, you know, having the window three inches with those window locks where somebody can't slide it all the way open. You know, just a few simple things would have uh, prevented this this ordeal that this lady's got to carry around with her for the rest of her life. Well, there was that woman in Lafayette that left her garage door open and uh, the house going into the garage unlocked. Uh, she was expecting her to kid's home, and instead of her kid walking in, uh, three clowns from out of town got off the BART system, and they were walking around looking for open garages to go steal stuff. And they walked in, they tried the door, they went in, they uh, raped her, and they killed her. And when her, di- when her kid did come home and walk in, he found her dead. So, I mean, it's just sim- little things like that you don't think about. Yeah, don't and, think uh yeah. You know, again, those a lot of the magazine subscription guys that are walking around, uh, they're shipped in from out of state with criminal records. There's one recently in Concord where, uh, and another one in Walnut Creek, I think, where they raped women. And it turned out that they were magazine salespeople brought in from uh, out of state. And Mark, it's interesting you bring up that, that case uh, about the open garage door. I actually uh, had the... I'm not going to say good fortune, but I had the opportunity to meet one of the suspects in that case when I was working the MDF. And uh, he told me that that he was off the record. He was high as a kite, and the clown that he was with had a gun, and uh, they were casing some neighborhoods, and they saw a cop drive by, and the cop gave him just that look that they all know, like, oh, we're in shit. You know, they're going to, they're going to, this cop's going to come back. And as the cops making a U-turn, they, they hightail it half a block, and they ran for the first open garage door that they saw because it's opportunity. And that's how that all went down. You know, they, they went into the house basically to get away from uh, from being detected by the officer who had already seen them. And uh, while the cop is probably checking the area, looking to see where these three guys went, they're inside a house, and they don't want to get busted, and they don't want to go to prison, and they're high as a kite, and one of them's got a gun, and they know that the gun is an enhanced charge, and they, you know, they just friggin' killed her right, right out of the blue like that. It just, uh, you know, but the bottom line is open garage door. You know, if there's a reason why they didn't pick any house with closed garage doors. It was an, an opportunity that that could have been fixed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it'll take a while to go through these, so we'll kind of touch on the really important ones. Uh, Number three, uh, love the flowers, tells me I have taste. Taste means nice things inside. The yard toys your kids leave out make me wonder what type of gaming system they have. Um, Number four, yes, I really do look for newspapers piled up on the driveway, and I might leave a pizza flyer in your front door to see how long it takes you to remove it. I mean, that's That's a good one. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you go on vacation – Call your either have a neighbor pick up your papers and your mail out of your mailbox, or call the postal service and the newspaper and put a stop on it for the amount of time you're going to be away. That is a telltale sign 
when people see newspapers, you know, three or four newspapers in the driveway. It means you haven't been home for three or four days. Um, you know, that people go through mailboxes all the time to steal mail. And if you got four days worth of mail in there, they're going to get something good. And there are crooks that, that might leave something on your porch or in your front door. If it's there for two days uh, and, you know, they're driving by and they see it, they know nobody's home. It's just, uh, you know, a little extra protection for them that they know they could break in your house and, and nobody's there. Hmm. Um, number five, I don't know if I'd go to that much trouble. Well, it's the but... same. Five is the same as four. It's just show, making your house show activity is important. Right. Six is a real uh, obvious. Six is a real, uh, it used to drive me crazy. You walk up to a really nice house and they've got decorative glass pane right next to the door handle where they'd smash the glass out, reach in and grab the door knob and just open the house up. Yep. Yeah. Or they could look in and see if the alarm is uh, set or not. I've gone to so many burglaries where there's an alarm Six panel. Three. I go, what, what happened? Your alarm didn't go off. Oh, I was only leaving for like half an hour. I didn't set it. I say, how much, you know, and I try to tell them, how much trouble is it to push one button? You push a button and you leave. You know, you That's come in and you push trouble. a few, but yeah. And people don't think about it. They they think, oh, it's, it's getting, you know, it's a hassle. I'm only leaving for a few minutes. Well, it'll never happen to me, Mark. If you have, yeah. That's why there's so many victims. If you have an alarm system, use it. Uh, let's see. Seven's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, you don't have the show notes. Brent, go ahead. A uh, good security company alarms the window over a sink and the windows on the second floor, which often access the master bedroom and your jewelry. It's not a bad idea to put motion detectors up there, too. Now, I guess there's been a lot of changes in how security systems are these days anyway. And most times they're using uh, motion sensors and, and glass break sensors that handle the whole house anyway so that's usually good i mean it could be expensive to an alarm every window in a house and i have the majority ones in mine but i also have which ones which ones don't you have (laughs) uh the ones that have the motion sensor right there (laughs) but yeah i have motion sensors too so if by chance somebody got in the motion sensor is going to uh going to pick them up heat activated so unless it's unless you're cool like in the Predator movie and cover yourself in mud, you'll probably get picked up. Right. Uh, let's see. Ed's got his hooked up to a uh, automatic AK-47 pointed down the hallway, don't you, Ed? It's all electronically <laughs> set up. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Um all of these are good. I mean, people should definitely see these things on the website. Now, are these not... written? Are these written by a burglar that wrote the show, and you're going to send him a book, or how, no? How these were uh, these were written into our uh, site. I think they came off of. They were pulled by a guy, a security consultant, at a site called CrimeDoctor.com, and uh, I guess he he got them all from convicted burglars all through California, Oregon, northern Car- North Carolina, Kentucky. So, you know, and here's one that's actually really good. I always knock first. If you answer, I'll ask for directions somewhere, offer to clean your gutters. Most, I'd say all the burglaries out where I work, and there's a lot of them. We're getting hammered with them now, and the majority of them are juveniles. They're going up to a door. They're knocking. If somebody answers, they'll say, is uh, Susie here? No, no, Susie lives here. Okay, sorry. Um if they don't get an answer, then they go around back and they, they check for windows that are unlocked, sliding glass doors that are unlocked, and uh, they'll they'll break in. If if everything's locked up, They'll the ones out we're handling now, they're smashing the sliders. Most people don't want to be that noisy, but they're, they're just flat out throwing bricks through sliding glass doors and, and going in. But we're getting hammered with burglaries right now. Um, I went you to know, an alarm you, call the other day, and... When we go to the alarm call, we find the side garage door open. So we go into the garage, clear it. The door going into the house is unlocked. Of course. Uh, around the back door, the sliding glass door in the back is unlocked. They got two little mutts that are like five pounds each barking, but they left everything unlocked. And it's like, wow, people, you know, they wonder why they become victims, you know, when they leave everything unlocked like this. 
You know, a lot, most times, I mean, <clears throat> it's not really an outside party that you don't know that you have to worry about. It's, it's, uh, you know, I'll go to a burglary and I'll notice like high school kid pitchers, you know, in the house, and I'll say, "How old are your kids? What school do they go to? Well, you know, have their friends been over here?" And, and nine times out of ten, it's one of their friends that that ripped you off. I, I've got a buddy of mine that um, he just had a party at his house. And some friend of a friend was there, got friggin' blitzed, and asked if he could spend the night because he didn't want to drive. And my partner thought, ah, you know, what the hell, you know, sleep on the couch there. So he wakes up the next morning, the dude's gone, and so is his uh, 357, you know, Ruger revolver and, and uh, ammo that was uh, in a box under a couch or something. Yeah, it wasn't stored in a safe properly or anything, and he learned his lesson with that. But, you know, you don't know people who people are coming into your house. It's the same with your kids, friends that you don't know. You know, you've you've really got to uh, make sure Trust that. No one. Yep. That's pretty kids much what I was trying are, to say. Uh, kids' yeah. friends are a lot of uh, times the suspects in in burglaries. Heck, your own kids could be that. Yeah. Uh, do you really think I won't look in your sock drawer? I always check dresser drawers, the bedside table, medicine cabinet. Yeah, but they ransack. They just empty everything out. They go in the drawers, cabinets. There's. Not nothing really safe there. Helpful hint: I almost never go into kids' rooms. Um, I I don't believe that one too much. Usually, when a house is ransacked, it's all the rooms that are ransacked. Well, on today's day, yeah, kids' room might have the most electronics in it and the marijuana. Yeah, what the heck? And yep. a lot of porn. <laughs> Number twelve. You're right. I won't have enough time to break into the safe where you keep your valuables. But if it's not bolted down, I'll take it with me, which, which a lot awesome. of the times they will. And you'll catch them walking down the street with the safe under their arm. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, <clears throat> a lot of times, we've covered this on another show, a lot of people leave their, uh, if they're on vacation or something, they'll leave car keys hanging up next to the uh, the door or in a basket next to the garage. If somebody breaks in and there's a car in the garage and the keys are handy, they'll load up. Then they'll take your TVs, your safe, all the big stuff. They'll throw it in the car and, and take the car for transportation. Um, a lot of other times when it's kids, the biggest, the main thing that kids will steal is money, jewelry, guns, and medications, uh, everything that they could easily put into their pockets and take, or a lot of burglaries also, um, they take a pillow slip. They'll take a pillow slip off the pillow, put the stuff into it and use that as their carry bag. And I mean, all electronics though. Yeah. See, now, to me, that looks a little suspicious, you know, the dude walking down the street with the pillowcase. I think they should go next to the refrigerator and take the number two shopping bag, you know, like mom's got 80 of them crammed next to the fridge and the wall. (laughs) I think they should just take a shopping bag. Hey, I got to tell you, that doesn't count because we had a guy around here that was stealing light bars off police cars, and he strapped it to his backpack and drove home riding his bicycle. (laughs) Wow. And one of the cops that found the guy pulls him over and goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm riding home. Where did you get the light bar from? Uh, I found it. Exactly. What light bar? And that busted open a case of like 12 stolen light bars. And all the kid had been doing is driving from the police department and the courtyard right to his house, strapped to his backpack, selling them on eBay. Wow. Yeah. Who the hell's going to buy a light bar? You'd be amazed, dude. Look at Ed. He downloaded an app to flash his phone red and blue. Ed would probably buy one. Yeah, just on think his, if Ed uh, had truck. a full light bar he could run around with. He's, <laughs> You know what? Ed probably bought one off of eBay, and he's got it on his quad, and he goes up into the uh, hills in Arizona to scare people. Right, Ed? Right. Is that how right. you find those backpacks full yeah, of marijuana? backpack hunting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. People drop their backpack and flee, and uh, you've got well, if you flash, you flash the lights on, and then they drop their backpack, and you're good. Ma'am, do you have any weapons on you? I'm going to have to have you disrobe. Turn around. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I don't think he'd be coming across very nice where he's going. No, they're uh, probably pretty stinky and smelly. So, okay. Number so 13. Eight, 13. Oh, yeah. A loud TV or radio can be better deterrent than the best alarm system. If you're reluctant to leave your TV on while you're out of town, you can buy a $35 device that works on a timer and simulates the flickering glow of a real television. You know, I mean, you could buy stuff like that. If you're going to be gone late at night or on vacation or stuff, you, you can put your lights on timers where the lights come on at a certain time. They go off at a certain time. The alarm systems, uh, if you have a monitored alarm system, they call you if your alarm goes off. 
Um, the um, one of the things here where I saw the two things burglars hate most are loud dogs and nosy neighbors, and that is true. I mean, neighbors dogs, are good. Yeah, nosy neighbors. Keep you know copying down license plates or asking them, you know what they're doing or uh, loud dogs barking. Burglars hate that kind of stuff. Did you go over vacation house checks? If we even do those anymore, we don't. Oh, that's good. Never mind. We used to. Yeah, we used to, but now uh, because of budget restraints and everything, they just don't have the time to do it. Yep. So basically, you have to. What we used to do is be able to. You could call in to the police department, and we would go out and and take care of what we call the, the vacation house check. Now. You pretty much need to have your, I guess, neighbor do that vacation. Else neighbor check. or a relative or. I think it's more of an advisement now. We'll see stuff on our beat board saying somebody's going to be out of town. You know, some people still, not too many people do, but some people still contact the police department and put down that they're going to be out of town, what car should be in the driveway. And that's mainly for the beat officer's knowledge where, you know, if he drives by, um, keep an eye on things make sure it's not a strange car there but yeah mo most cops are running call to call to call and you know if you lived in mayberry they might actually do vacation house checks but i don't know i live in mayberry yeah maybe in the smaller departments they still do it but the busy departments it's more of a knowledge thing for the for the beat yeah, we, we used to up till you know a couple years ago i mean we'd actually have to go by and then jot down uh, the date and time that you were there on your yep. unit history but but now, I mean, just in the uh, east end of the county, we went from seven deputies to only two that cover everything from Bay Point to the Tracy border. And, and it's ridiculous. They're on priority only, and no one is going to have time to go by and do a vacation house check. So the bottom line is you need to be tight with your neighbors and, and to give them all the emergency info. Hey, here's my son. He lives in Tracy. Uh, this is his phone number. You can call him in case of an emergency, but if you see anyone around, you know, call the police department. This is where I can be reached. I've got a pool guy coming by Tuesdays in a white Chevy truck that says uh, Swan Pools, and other than that, no one should be at the house. And, and your neighbors, I mean, I take care of my neighbors, uh, you know, property all the time when they're not there, and, and most of the time, if you've got good rapport with your neighbors, that's how it ought to be. You know, speaking of neighbors, here's another important one. The crook saying, I'll break a window to get in, even if it makes a little noise. If your neighbor hears one sound, he'll stop what he's doing and wait to hear it again. If he doesn't hear it again, he'll just go back to what he was doing. It's human nature. And that is so true because we've gone to burglaries, and when I'm doing neighborhood contacts, I'll talk to a neighbor. They'll say, you know, you know, I thought I heard some, some glass breaking or something at about 2 o'clock, but I didn't hear anything after that or didn't see anything, so I didn't bother to call. Give me a break. I've gone to shootings with that same attitude. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I really only heard amazing. 10 shots, officer. I thought there was really nothing. <laughs> I would have called if I had heard 11, but there was only yeah. 10. It was 10. 10's normal for this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but burglars also, we've had them where they'll, they'll test responses. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll set off alarm, then they'll go hide somewhere and look and see if police show up. Um if, if the police don't show up, a lot of the times they'll go back, they'll run in and grab, you know, whatever's handy and, and run back out. But well, it's I uh, got to I got to tell you, I mean, with budget cuts, you know, budget cuts come to families, too. And a lot of people have cut back on, you know, actually paying for that service of the alarm. So it might ring and make noise, but it doesn't actually call anybody. Yeah. So that's another huge problem. Let's see what else is in there. Uh, Here's a here's a big one with all the uh, online stuff. Avoid announcing your vacation on your Facebook page. It's easier than you think to look up your address. We covered that last time where somebody could look up on Facebook and get a picture. Uh, any picture, they could find out exactly where that picture was taken, which means they could find out exactly where you live. And people are advertising on uh, Facebook saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go to Hawaii next week. And, I mean, God, don't advertise when you're going to be gone. It's... It's very easy to find out where where you live, and it you know why make it that easy for a crook to to plan his uh, burglary? Here's a better idea: spree. just disable GPS on your phone, and then it won't geotag all of your photos. Yeah, but even so, I mean, people could find out. I mean, uh, if you advertise on your Facebook page, you're going to be on vacation, and you know they know your name and a lot about you. It's it's pretty easy to find out where you live. 
Yeah, but when you take a picture of your brand new Xbox in your living room and you find out that they've just come and stolen it because they've advertised it to everybody, you know, it's pretty it's pretty amazing how quickly you can find out that info. Yeah. And one of the last ones here is if you don't answer when I knock, I try the door. Occasionally I hit the jackpot and jackpot and walk right in. And more li- likely than not, that happens a lot. People People try the doors, and that's how... In the middle of the night, you know, the crooks try doors, the crooks try windows, and a lot of times they're finding windows unlocked and, and doors unlocked. I mean, why make it easy for them? So, crime of opportunity. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So hopefully, some people got you know maybe heard something here that that they do, and they're going to change their ways because you need to take precautions nowadays. Whole chapter in the book about it. Yeah, a lot of this comes down to just. I mean, something that no one uses anymore, and that's common sense. You know, that, that woman that got raped, a few simple uh, precautionary, te- you know, things around the house, and that never would have happened. We're talking about these, uh, you know, these burglaries. There's a whole chapter about this cat burglar that was just terrorizing the neighborhood that Brent and I used to work in. And my partner and I got so mad that this was occurring just blatantly on a weekly basis. We finally developed a pattern and, and kind of had a gut feeling where he might be uh, showing up. And we we staked it out off duty, you know, in, in our personal vehicles. And sure enough, this shaky looking truck, you know, pulls into this neighborhood at 1130 at night when it was real foggy. And about 10 minutes later, uh, you know, it starts going real slow down the street. So we had uh, Mark Junitz pull a stop on it, and it ended up being our guy. And uh, his attitude was, hey, you got a job to do. I got a job to do. just depends on who's better at their job. And he was just so callous about the whole thing. Um, He would go in. His whole thing was unlock sliding rear doors. You know, he'd go to your rear yard. And if there was no dog, he'd go in and he'd try the door. And if it didn't open, he'd go to the next house. And then he'd go to the next house. But he always found a door that would just friggin' people just leave them open to get ventilation at night so they don't have to use their air conditioners. And uh, he'd walk right in, go to a master bedroom where this husband and wife are in bed sleeping. And they'd wake up and he'd be going through the drawers of of their uh, Chester drawers or whatever. and, And the husband would wake up and say, what are you doing? And this guy would turn around calmly and just I'm say, going through your stuff. <laughs> he'd say leaving. And, and he was just, he was six foot five, big guy, deep voice. And he scared the hell out of people. And he just calmly walked through the house and go out the back door, you know, the way he came. And I told him, I said, dude, one day you are going to end up dead because someone is going to friggin' wake up and see you in their house and just friggin' just start capping away. And it never happened. But common sense, you know, lock sliding glass door, motion lights, anything. What is that sound? What kind of burglar was he? It sounded like a cat. A cat burglar? Oh, Mark's got his cat noises going. That's good. That's good. That, that sounds like a sheep. That's not a cat. I don't know what kind of cat you have, Brent. Yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> Do you keep things around to make noise with? No, the show just sounded like it was getting boring, so I thought I'd put oh, a little... Oh, I'm uh, sorry. We were starting to talk about important stuff, and you got bored. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, that Ed's happens. been silent. Let's talk about Ed. That'll make us all laugh. I'm reading about the the latest and greatest caper over there uh, on the other side of the world. Oh, I thought that we were supposed we're to not talk about it, so I'm not talking about it. Yeah. Nothing to talk about till they show me the body. Yeah, well, or the yeah, DNA the test. Thing. I, not that I believe that either. He, but. He's already bobbing around in the Atlantic Ocean. Give me a break. Yeah, we don't know any of this to be true. Be an area <laughs> yeah, that, everything sounded good right up to the uh, the BS about the uh, hours later, we draped a white sheet over him and gave him a burial at sea. Really? No. Huh. They, they had to weigh him down with bacon to get him to sink to the bottom. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound right there. Yeah, we're not going to take this political. Yeah, no, it's not be a good way to go with the show. Okay. So anything else that we want to add? Because we are, we're up to our, well, if we want to keep it near an hour, we're good. Yeah, I'd add something, but I wouldn't want to bore everyone. So Martin, yeah, no, if it, it, it does, is it important? Right, it needs Jen, to help just let people. Let me know what kind of sound effect I need to uh, look for. No, leave your sliding glass door open tonight. Let's see what happens. Yeah, no, leave your front door open tonight. 
I know most yeah. people, actually, a lot of people I know leave those things open. It's getting warm now, especially this week. Yeah, well, you know, we I'd ask Ed to comment on his thoughts on burglaries, but he never took a burglary report because he was out arresting $25 dog walking tickets. It's awesome. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, burglaries were one, one of the one of the crimes what, that really bothered what? me. Say the- that again. Say it slowly. Bur- 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 burglaries. <laughs> <laughs> no, burglaries. Actually, I felt I felt extremely bad for those poor people that would get up at five in the morning, leave their house by seven, get to work at nine, come home at uh, six in the evening, only to find out some turd has gone through your house and taken all your possessions, and you're coming in, you have you, you can't even watch the evening news because this guy's watching it in the ghetto two blocks away. You know, to, people feel so violated, too, when someone's gone in their house. They've, they've just, I mean, it's something you really don't want to experience. Um, someone's yeah, but, been in your house, they've ransacked your house, they've taken your belongings, and it, it's just such a, a feeling of being victimized. that. Um, yeah, but if well you leave your front house, door open, tough crap. Yeah. Well, Sorry. You know, no, I, I agree with you. People, you know, well, there's people that I know that still leave their doors unlocked because they say, <laughs> I know, you know, I know all my neighbors and I'm, it's not a freaking neighbor that's, or, I mean, it can be, but most of the time it's not going to be a neighbor that walks in your house. Uh, you know, there is no Mayberry left. Get an alarm system, get motion lights, get little window stoppers. If you want to leave your window open for ventilation during the night, Put a stopper on it where it only opens up two inches. I mean, use precautions. They're all on our book. They're all under the uh, under the I website. I use precautions. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I used to spend as much time as humanly possible that, that I could processing the scene, the point of entry, and the whole nine yards, trying to find any 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 trace of a print to nail the SOB who would do that to these these you know poor folks who'd be out there working their, working the tail off all day. Only to come home and find all their stuff gone. But uh, yeah, but it's the same way with cars too, though. You know, people leave their laptops and their smartphones on the front seat or a purse, and then they wonder why. Oh my God, somebody stole the stuff. It's the same thing with cars. There's a lot of thieves out there, especially with the economy the way it is now. Um, I mean, that's their Give me job. a break. Car. They're walking. They're walking car I, went to, I went to AMPM the other night to get a cup of coffee. And it, once a week, I see this. Some idiot pulls in, gets out of his car, leaves the car running, unlocked, right, yep. running. Door open. <laughs> oh, God. Did you take it? No. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it just, that's why cops have job security, because there's people out there that, that you said it earlier, Brent. You know, it's not going to happen to me. Well, sooner or later, it will. You may have left your car running in a, a convenience store parking lot 200 times. One of these times, it, you're going to, you know, all you're going to have time to do is see somebody jump in your car and go. You're not going to have time to do anything else. And, well, you might uh, be able to go, hey, ah, ah. Right. And again, leaving your laptop on the seat, leaving stuff in your car. Um, and you won't be able to call the cops because your phone's in the car. <laughs> see, we don't, we don't even use our laptops for work, Mark. I mean, we have them at, at work, but... Brent, I'm sure you have a lot of work records in yours. The average person that, oh, that yeah. you know commutes and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, did I bore you? No, no, no. I'm agreeing that, <laughs> no, that that's right. I do have all of that. I have I'm all done. of my. I'm done. I have all of my stuff encrypted. Uh, my mic's so. out. It did it? sound like a sigh, didn't it? Oh, it was a yawn, dude. It was a freaking no, yawn. It was more of a God. I can't believe some people are so stupid. Yeah. But I got nothing. I got, I got one of those earlier. Put me to sleep. Don't that. talk about Jim that way, Brent. It's not very no, nice. It's not Jim. Oh. It's the rest of the people. Yeah, I've heard the song, hey. Brent. God is great, beer is good, Jim is stupid. Yeah, I've heard the song. No, okay. Very well, good. I'm right. sorry. I'm good. sorry. Good I, didn't mean to hurt. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Ed was trying to pipe in. Mister, I can't there. plug my microphone. That's okay. I'm still asleep. Hey, you're out of town working. Did you take your 50 cal with you? No, just the uh, 32, 38, and the 45. Oh, that's just the normal carry, right? Well, the 38 stays in the car. The 32 goes oh! in the car. <laughs> you get done talking about. Well, yeah, but down here we don't have crime like that. <laughs> of course not, because everybody carries a gun. Me. It won't happen to me. So tomorrow yeah. morning, Ed's going to call the police and say, I had a gun in my car and the window's broken. Uh, I don't know what happened to the gun. No, it would be more like, you know, as the guy was Ed, leaving the AMPM with my car. Ed retires and look what happens. It becomes. Well, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's uh, it, it does happen. I, you get a little lazy. It's only it's only a chief special thirty eight, so it's no big deal. 
Oh, so no big loss to just let yeah, that weapon It's just go in the criminal's kill. hands. It's yeah. no biggie. <laughs> just kill somebody yeah. tomorrow. No big yeah. deal. Do me a favor when the show's over. Put your beer down and go get the gun <laughs> out of the car. No, only once in a while do I forget to take it out of the car. Hey, we're, we, we have to end there because Mark just said something that was pretty dang funny. What was that? <laughs> oh, so oh, it was picking on Ed. Never mind. That's not uh, right. All right. Well, we'll so, see you all in uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Ed, two Jim, weeks. Brent, it's been a pleasure again. I'm looking for questions, so I hope people write in with more questions. Yes, we need more questions. Because hey, did, I anybody, wanna, did anybody I ever call in about the revelry uh, uh, bugle thing I put on the air? Uh, no. No, you got to be kidding me. Wow, Jeez. that was going to be a free book. That there was, was some easy death one, threats, but other than that. Isn't that death the one threat? they play every morning? Ed, death, why, don't you, why don't you play it again and put up 100 bucks, and I bet you'll get some <laughs> Yeah, I bet, too. Uh, well, here's uh, I'll take see. that out of your pay, too. Uh, or, oh, there it is. My God, he, he must have it as a ringtone for something. Probably his ex-wife. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that robbery? Oh, for that, it would be, for that, it'd be the, uh, the retreat. Retreat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you know what that on, call you, you is for, what was the question about that, Ed? If, if they can figure out which, which uh, bugle call that is from the Army, they can have a book. All right. If you know what that is, write to Brent, and you'll get I a free books book. books to give away. All right. Other than that, we'll, uh, everybody stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, for episode 35. Big shout out to the uh, the Honda Goldwing uh, or the Warriors, whoever they are. <laughs> the Iron Warriors. Yeah, if they're still guys. listening to us. Jim is still uh, jealous about not having a Harley, so he cool. tries to put people down. But uh, cool. Iron Warriors, thanks for joining us and hope you're uh, still uh, active listeners, no matter what Jim says. Not anymore.